Hi. Hello. I'm Julian. I'm... <laughs> Excuse me. I'm Gumshoe Tom. We are Team Binge. We are here to talk about a murder at the end of the world. This is episode four, Family Secrets. Tom, I think I know what your lineage is now, based Excuse on... Me. Somebody turned on the lights. You. Oh, I was going to say, once a microphone turns on to record, you sneeze. <laughs> That's something that your father, who was in Beatles covers bands, also had. Every time the mic came on, he sneezed. That's, and mm. then he said, like, tight in a British accent, just like Lennon or McCartney. And that's the extent of my Beatles knowledge. So let's <laughs> dive into this episode. There's seven episodes in this season, correct? Mm-hmm. And we're on four. Tom, let's get your pulse. How have you felt through four? Are you still engaged? Are you still enjoying it? I'm still engaged. I still very much enjoy the central like mysteries and everything that we're getting. I think the acting, the music, the score, the cinematography, it's all fantastic. This episode, to me, got a little bit off the rails with some of the way they decided to reveal some things or choices some of these characters made, which we'll talk through. So it definitely wasn't my favorite. I think there were kind of some laughable storytelling moments throughout. But again, I don't mean that. And I might say some stuff that might sound critical. (laughs) Yeah, it is a comedy. I might say things that sound critical, but again, I I still overall like the show. I just think maybe they could have went about it a a different way with some of their their, uh, storytelling choices here. What do you think? No, I'm enjoying it, and I think it would be great if for the next 45 minutes to three hours, you and I were just like, hey, I really liked that. Yeah, that was cool. That was well done. (laughs) But I think there's some nitpicking that has to go on. Overall, I think it's very well done. It's very well acted. There's some unique things happening in the show that I've enjoyed. But there's going to be some nitpicks. I'm with you. There was some stuff that happened on this episode. And I was like, okay, 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 sure, sure. That's how a reasonable person would deal with that. (laughs) Or that seems like a life-threatening situation. Um, I mean, the Volvos are the safest cars in the world. So anyway, (laughs) let's not get into that right now. Um, we I've got a lot of Volvo talk about 30 (laughs) minutes into this pod. But... You mentioned like some things that they're revealing, and I just want to hit this at the top. Like The questions I still have, and there have been some questions that have grown, but essentially what we're still focused is, on is the big one is who, who killed Bill, mm-hmm. and then ultimately is that the same killer, Rohan, who we are discovering uh, was also killed. And then a reveal here is the parenthood of Zoomer, and then the other Are one. Are you which, sure, though? I'm sure, I'm not sure if it was laid out, you know, like heavily enough for us to know that Zoomer might be somebody else's kid. <laughs> I'm still on the fence. Okay, okay. You don't think they? You don't think they telegraph? You, okay, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, we may have to take your gumshoe title away from you. Um, and then the other thing that I actually want to talk about a little bit is the serial killer mystery. I think there's a reveal to that and like where that's heading that is maybe more important than just a simple backstory. Like the mm-hmm. way they're kind of teasing it out, I almost feel like whoever shows at the top of those stairs, I think that's a like that's gonna be some sort of important reveal. Whether or not it's a character we know. I, I just mm. I think it's interesting that they are teasing out that story 
when that's really not the central mystery. They're just kind of giving backstory, and maybe it's just to... But Bill, they're like trying to build up the relationship between the two of them, but Bill's dead. I don't really know that... I don't know. I just feel like there's something more to that mystery that I'm excited to get to, uh, hopefully, when they land the plane in episode seven. If this carries into, like, all these mysteries carry into season two, I will pop smoke and be done with the series. <laughs> I, I don't I, think this is a... I think it's a limited series. I don't think it's built to have multiple. Well, none of them are ever built to have multiple, but then, <laughs> True. you know, enough popular podcasts such as ours bring tens of audience in to watch it, and those producers are just like, look at these tens of people that are watching. Think of the ad revenue. We need a season two. Bring Zoomer back as the killer. Oops, I revealed too much. Anyways, are those- Listen, so what, what I have seen on the internet, like just traveling X and searching for this, like this store or this um You mean show X title? formerly known as Twitter? Is that, is that what me. you mean yeah. when you said X? I okay. actually called it X. I didn't even mean to. Um, but yeah, like people seem to like overwhelmingly enjoy this this uh, show. So I, I think it has been well received by not only critics, but, but audiences as well. Other than haircuts and some nitpicks, what's not to like? You know, it's mm-hmm. been enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But yeah. are those that like? Did I am I missing any of the mysteries or any of the things you're tracking? Other than those those questions? No, I think you have it all. I mean, again, there's there's still that general idea. I don't think you mentioned this about what did Bill find out? Like, is okay. it his his parentage, and then that he's the son? Is that what he finds out, or did he already know that? And now he's coming in and finding out something else goofy? Because again, I, I I still think there's more to Zoomer. Um, in terms of, I don't necessarily think he's a robot kid, but I think there's more to him in the storytelling. Sure. And I think to your point, there is, and I don't know that I mentioned this, there's a mission that happened here between Bill, Rowan, and someone else who is undecided or we don't know Mm -hmm. about. Um, We think it's a third, and we don't know why they're there. So I guess that's that's a mystery that I am also tracking, and that's Mm -hmm. that's a good point. So... Let's dive into it as Tom and I, uh, Tom, we love when shows start in two ways. One, a precious (laughs) animal dying, and then two, some sort of young child or toddler just crying into the camera. Both those Mm -hmm. things, you've said, both those things bring you great joy, and you just know an episode's going to be good based on those. And so this opens up with Zoomer crying as he's being (laughs) taken to uh, the basement, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just proving that he's like a real kid and not like, you know, a robot kid. But I don't know if you zoom in, are those tears oil? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well, that's an old actor trick. They take uh, <laughs> motor oil and they shoot it into children's eyeballs to make it seem like they're crying. That's, I mean, Orson Welles was well known for getting his children actors and actresses to cry by throwing pens oil. Um, sometimes WD-40 in a pinch. But anyways. Mm. Are we sponsored by pens oil? Uh, we're not sponsored by anyone, Tom, other than <laughs> Anchor, uh, to hold your boat in place, and Lionel Coogan's. Um, <laughs> anyways, you know who's not enjoying a cool summer shandy, a Lionel Coogan <laughs> summer shandy? All these people that have been, bag- been gathered in an Icelandic basement. The conversation, so everyone's sent down to the safe room or whatever, and I thought what was important here is you clock that. Lee invited Rohan, and that Mm -hmm. was something we assumed but didn't necessarily know. And I also think this show wants us to kind of figure out who was invited by who. I don't know Mm -hmm. who on the internet is tracking that. I guess we are. Oh, no. 
We are, Tom. <laughs> I don't have a list of them, though. Maybe someday we should do that. We should write down who was invited by who. But they want us to know that Rohan was invited by Lee. And mm-hmm. so I guess maybe that takes us to she was part of Bill and Rohan's um, conspiracy or whatever they're trying to accomplish here. Yay. Did we nay? confirm whether Bill was... I thought Bill was invited by... Oh, Bill was invited uh, by Andy. Andy. That's true. Yeah. So okay. I feel like Andy almost invited Bill just to like throw wrenches in the gears or see Lee's reaction or I, I don't know. Because I think that's maybe the central question we have now is does Andy know that Zoomer's not his kid? Mm. But I don't know. We can maybe talk about it at the end. Right, right. Okay. We do talk about Rohan's death, which is a heart attack. And we, I think, talked about, I mean, not that we're sleuths. You're a gumshoe. I'm not a sleuth. I'm just a casual <laughs> observer. But I think we did bring up the pacemaker and all that. And did this? Does this show make you think about how everything in your life could possibly be hacked by someone? <laughs> I thought about this like after this episode specifically. Is that they should make a drinking game every time it says hack or hackers? You got to take a shot because it is mentioned quite often. And yeah, I mean, again, I get the idea, right? The whole show is kind of centraled around like technology and how we're reliant upon it and everything. But how simple—not simple, I guess—but how easily some of these things can be uh, tainted. Sure, 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 sure. There's a pacemaker hack. Very important to know that that pacemaker hack has to be, like, requires some medical equipment. And wouldn't you know it, Dr. Ava had the <laughs> medical equipment. Um, so I thought this was, this was like, okay, storytelling. Thank you. Yeah, right. It's like, okay, perfect. This exact thing that they need that you just got to is like, oh, yeah, we do have one on premises. And oh, yeah, it was stolen last night. And oh, yeah, it looked like it was tampered with. It was like, <laughs> All right, all right. Darby then does make a point. Is like, hey, like I'm like I was a coroner. I kind of grew up doing it. If nobody's gonna be here for however long, like maybe I should go examine the body. Seems like a very reasonable ask, but they oh, shoot her down almost immediately. One hundred percent. It's like any time I find myself in a courtroom, I'm like, oh, allow me to be the lawyer, and I'm like, my father is a lawyer. Allow me to, um, but that's not how law works. This isn't maritime law. Right. Once he passes away, I think I become a lawyer by birthright. I don't (laughs) know. Mm -hmm. But once again, everyone's a little bit cagey, especially the staff. It's almost like uh, there's some head nods and shakes that happen between staff during these conversations where it's like, no, we're not going to let them do that. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if this all just comes down to everyone on the staff is tight lipped and that's why they're not going to let Darby or is the staff all in on it? I don't know. Certainly when when you watch the, which is something you taught me to do, when you watch the previously on, they do heavily lean into, hey, the staff was all hired to keep secrets and you don't know what kind of secretive stuff is happening here. So that may have tainted my viewing Mm -hmm. of this episode a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know who's not going to show up in the storm tight-lipped is the police, Tom. There's... (laughs) No way they're going to make it. I love this. And this we talked about this earlier about the police kind of showing up and then just leaving because they got enough, I guess, from Andy. But I just, this classic, like, okay, we can't have police here for 48 hours, maybe 72 hours. Just perfectly sets up the isolation of this group. Right, right. Which, once again, Agatha Christie. I love it. Let's in, keep yeah. them. Let's keep them all cooped up. I did think it was funny. They're like fighting with them about, you can't keep us in this room. It didn't take more than 30 seconds before the guy was like, (laughs) all right, everything's been cleared upstairs. Let's go up. I thought this was a bottle episode and we were all going to be stuck around the round table, which (laughs) Clive Owen, 
played King Arthur in another film. This was a round table with a bunch of important people. Is this a King Arthur allegory? Tom, I ask you. (laughs) Uh, Sure. You should have said no, because it's not. Um, I can't see you, so apparently I caught you mid-sip. You're welcome. Um, All right. No, but there was, I mean, again, that was some of my gripes here is like the very expedited security sweeps going on where he's like, we got to go check everything. And not two minutes later. All right, everything's cleared. You can go go back into your rooms. All right, we got to take your electronics. All right, cool. You gave me the one electronic. I'm assuming you have nothing more in your room. It was all like a little bit. All right. But I get it. I get it. Right. Let's just, let's move on with the story. Well, it's also, there's all these security sweeps and all these things happening. When these two want to leave their room and sneak through the rest of the hotel, there's one dude with a flashlight not doing his job very well. What I, what I thought was interesting before we get to that is when we're still in the basement, Lume says something like, you know, it's interesting that Andy gathered all of his rivals here and he's like killing them off one by one. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, Art, okay. She's the only one that's been mentioned as a rival. I, I don't know how all the other ones are, but I thought that was an interesting. She's read a couple of Agatha Christie's, right? She probably has. I, I like, she just like starts the rabble rousing, right? Where everybody starts talking over each other and yelling and screaming. And then that's where they say like, okay, we can go back into the rooms. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny. And I just, yeah, I wanted to go rabble, 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 rabble. Listen, at least half the people in that room are not going to accept lockdown. I know that because we witnessed it in the world a couple of years ago. Anyways, <laughs> uh, people don't like authority. Mm. They... They do mention after they've taken everyone's electronics, the electronics that they know about, the, I just want to mention this, the look Darby gives when she gives up her laptop (laughs) is like someone giving up their child. (laughs) Which I thought was good, right? It's like a hacker, like that is your, that is your baby. Right. And all I could think about was, I hope she saved everything to the cloud. And then I was like, there's no (laughs) way a hacker would save anything to the cloud. And I was like, oh, I hope she has a external hard drive that's you know, air safe or whatever they call it, where it it hasn't touched the internet. And honestly, I'm still nervous for Darby because they took her laptop. But Mm -hmm. the internet's down. So I appreciated him being like, hey, don't worry, you're not gonna be able to watch YouTube anyways, because the internet's down. So give me your laptop with all your hacking stuff on it. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know if there's much more to read in this, but it was interesting that they say the internet's down. They couldn't do anything. Like, was Ray down too? Like, the AI that runs everything? Is he... Because I don't think he was featured at all. No, we didn't have Ray at all in the episode. So, interesting. Okay. So, it's an easy way to take out a robot. You just unplug its cord. Um, Yep. That's... I mean, listen. The vacuum. Every time, man. (laughs) Every time. When it comes after me. We have a great jump scare, and by that, someone is like, I'm not going to stay in my room. I'm going to sneak around <laughs> outside. And I want to say CN, but Tom made me learn how to say this character's name, which is Sean. Sean, mm-hmm. we'll say that, taps on the glass. And mm-hmm. uh, how did you like this Thunder Flash code thing that Darby does in, in the, uh, when CN comes into the room? Yeah, I don't know. Is it Vi or Amex or Emax? I, I I don't know. Like I get it. It's like a hacker thing. And if you Tom, I know you're not a hacker, the killer. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But it, it was like, okay, cool. This is a a cool little unique trick that she's doing. Like this is a good idea at the time. But then immediately, not immediately, right? But just later in the same exact episode, we see her hack, and then the music changes, and she gets all like scared. I thought this was kind of kind of silly. 
Yeah, you're saying this is not a foolproof method method to find <laughs> out whether or not, not someone's a hacker. She was like, she was so convincing. Darby was like, "Oh, you're definitely not a hacker." Then I know. Right, right. It's like uh, you run into an old person and you're like, "Is it GIF or GIF?" And they're like, "What?" <laughs> and you're like, "Ah, you are old." Like, I don't. Not a peanut butter person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a jelly guy. <laughs> Do people just eat jelly sandwiches? Is that a thing? Oh, oh, so good. Ter- oh, get out. All right, mm-hmm. let's move jelly on and before guacamole. I get angry. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, I can feel the texture in my soul and it's rejecting it. Oh, that's a terrible thing that you've done to us. Mm-hmm. All right. So, just like Coke and coffee, man. Oh, you know what? I had homework. I had homework. What's funny is I had an afternoon cup of coffee today. I could have poured... <laughs> Um, is Diet Mountain Dew? I actually still have some coffee on my desk. If I put Diet Mountain Dew in coffee, is that the equivalent, or should I? It one hundred percent is. Please do it right now. I holler at my spouse to try and put a little in there. Let's see. Please what do this, it. And then let's, let's see what this pop a little like. bit of that whiskey in there as well. Give a little pick me up. Um, I got news for you. <laughs> Delicious. The coffee and Diet Mountain Dew is not the worst thing I've ever had. <laughs> My face is warm, but that was incredible, actually. Wow. All right. I don't know what that's called, but uh, we'll come up with some clever name. Who? why do my teeth feel like I can feel my teeth like this? Why is it so loose already? Oh. <laughs> I, don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you guys other than the fact that at uh, one point when we were younger, Tom uh, chipped my, my teeth. I just want that on record. Mm, erroneous. Erroneous. <laughs> Show me the receipts. Oh, Oh, sir. All right. Anyways, let's let's get on with it. Um, I did. I did do that, and I apologize. Oh, you didn't. I didn't apologize. Time. I didn't apologize then. I'll You're apologize just now. Laughing, laughing, and yucking it up. Hey, Anyways. objectively, it was hilarious. Oh, it wasn't. I for hit me. you. I hit you in the face with a football when you weren't looking. I and thought I, you were looking. You and I looking. said, "I taste teeth." That's what I said. <laughs> and that's why I laughed. It was funny. Oh man. All right, you and my dad. Anyways, anyways, murder. Teeth. All murder right, the other world. Focus. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Sean is on Darby's side, is what I wrote in the outline. Which is she though? What's What's your take on this? I think by the end of the episode, if she didn't want her there, she could have gotten rid of her. I think mm-hmm. with the car roll, although they are in a Volvo, and uh, once I won't get to my Volvo thoughts yet. Mm-hmm. Let me have a little bit more coffee and Diet Mountain Dew. And You're I'll saying Volvo. You. Right. <laughs> that's not a Volvo. Okay. Anyway, oh, make sure. uh, the amount of times I quote that line is uh, really irresponsible. Uh, that's Rest an arrest development quote. Let yeah. <laughs> we'll some people know. Go find it. Go find it. Um, I came to the conclusion by the end of the episode that she was on um, her side, but mm-hmm. there's some stuff that might be a misdirect, but I, I think that's, let's save that for later. Okay. Where do you, well, let me just ask you, where do you feel? At this point, I, I like my. I feel like my sus level on her was high to start. I thought she was being too friendly and, and and whatever to Darby when she didn't really need to be. Like I feel like she was trying to get something out of her with all the questions she was asking. And then when they kind of had that moment in the car, I'm like, okay. Then they're playing it on too heavy. And the, to your point, the fact that she brings her back and and helps her, I don't really know. I don't trust her by any means, but I don't know if she's necessarily part of some sort of murder plot. Well, is that because you don't trust anyone, Tom? Because you've been hurt before? Too many times Never. before? Never. Don't even trust the man in the mirror. Mm. I'm smart. looking at him right now. Very smart. Oh, that's a good way to podcast, just staring at yourself in the mirror. It's not. It's it's the worst. I can 
my teeth right now are so much caffeine. <laughs> Focus. Focus. Okay. Sean offers to take Darby to Rowan's body. Mm-hmm. This is important because we get to see how cool these guys are at sneaking through a seemingly empty <laughs> hotel with terrible security. Uh, the... Flashlight with the camera trick was interesting. Did did you feel like that came into play with any of the security footage we've seen? I don't think so. I don't think we have like any flashes of bright light. It's just been that. Uh, it's just she like makes the mention door later opening, that they. Right? Yeah, she makes mention that they like somebody hacked in the cameras at some point, and maybe that's why she got jump scared because it like went from black to then this guy just being right in front of the door. Hmm. So I, I I don't know exactly what to make of it, but I do appreciate these two ladies becoming like Splinter Cell agents and chucking and jiving and hiding it's, it's great oh they cleared a counter at one point i was like mm-hmm. oh, oh man i would have pulled so many muscles <laughs> we have rohan in the freezer he looks comfortable and this leads to us uh, talking about his pacemaker uh, we have to once again be informed that she's a doctor because she's like oh it was downloaded into his pectoral muscle uh which i was that okay and then Darby talks about like downloading fatal shocks into mm-hmm. the pacemaker and it just kind of gives us that confirmation that it was a hack, that it's not just some sort of goofy thing. They did talk earlier in that scene where they're all kind of gathered about this like heart front or some company that was trying to call him and saying he was like being like messed with. Did you recall that or catch any of that? I don't know if it's really pertinent or relevant, but I feel like they tried to kind of add a little bit more clarity as to how they figured this out. Right. I didn't remember when they brought it up. I didn't remember it being mentioned previously. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if this was just something the show trying to cover themselves in terms of, hey, the reason we mentioned that earlier is because he was actively being hacked. I I don't know. Um, Well, I also know that all they do is look at his scar to confirm he has a pacemaker. They still don't know anyone (laughs) hacked on it. It may have just Mm -hmm. been because this guy's in the middle of nowhere, Iceland, and the thing malfunctioned. I don't, Mm -hmm. but... uh, He took a bath. Ray Ray drew him a bath. It was too hot. Right, right. (laughs) He's like, I can tell by the core temperature that your pacemaker (laughs) needs a warm bath. So... I think by the way the show is doing this, though, that we can assume he is murdered and it was a hack, Agreed. even though they, they you know didn't do the necessary autopsy. Mm-hmm. But they find the old red lens flashlight, so they know how to signal. And I, once again, the amount of times Darby's like, hey, I know people are being murdered, <laughs> and I don't know if I can trust you, but I'm going to tell you everything I know. She's <laughs> yeah. like the worst at keeping a secret. She immediately is like, I followed Rohan. He was signaling someone. And I was like, "I, okay, Darby, maybe. Darby would be a terrible poker player, I guess is what yeah. I'm. I mean, she's a good detective. She's she's good at detecting things, right. but the social aspect of just then throwing everything at the wall to everybody you meet, I think is not, not my favorite character arc for her. I don't like those decisions she's making. But again, I get it. Like it's kind of moving the story along, allows us to see how these characters are reacting to her kind of speaking the truth. They're going out in the snowstorm, Tom. How excited mm-hmm. were you for the snowstorm? 
Oh man, her her Sean's line saying like, "Oh, it's I've been on the dark side of the moon." Like it was 175 degrees Celsius. I can handle this. I'm like, right when that scene happened, I'm like, yeah, but you had a spacesuit on. And then it like cut to the Hulu commercial and it came back. And what the, it literally comes back to them putting on spacesuits. I'm like, boom, called it. Exactly. I was so happy. Exactly. Yes, this is, I think, well, I, this is very much a guy thing. And I mean that in the way that they can be like braggadocious. But it's like you say something and someone's like, yeah, well, I could do 100 push-ups. And you're like, well, <laughs> I was talking about writing an essay. I don't really know what doing push-ups uh, relates to that, but I, yeah. I'm i glad you brought that up. I feel mm-hmm. like Sean was just like, at some point, I need to tell Darby I walked on the dark side of the moon and it was really cold. <laughs> and so she wedged it into this part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, a humble brag. Yeah, well, not necessarily a humble brag. Just maybe a brag brag, Tom. <laughs> brag, okay. A normal brag, as we like to say on the streets. Um, they take the snowmobile, and I was like, it felt like the walk that Darby did following Rohan was much shorter than the snowmobile ride. But oh, what I'll 100%. say about this show is, it looks really cool. Like, the storm mm-hmm. coming in, them in like the wide open space. I don't know where they filmed this, but... Sometimes when these things are done poorly, you can just tell the green screen. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this show is, I don't know. I just really like how it's shot. I, I think it looks great. It's Yeah, I mean, you think of just like the, like being in like a pitch black room or something, like the exact opposite of just the sky bright white, the snow is so fresh and packed by like with feet of snow, like trying to walk through this. It is just eerie and brilliantly shot. And I love all those wide shots that they do of like the snowmobile kind of cutting through the mountains. It's It's awesome. Sure, sure. Looks great. Looks ominous. I was like, guys, don't go out in that storm. I don't care if you have space earth suits. I don't (laughs) care if you've walked on the dark side of the moon. I don't care if you played guitar on dark side of the moon. I, Mm. you should stay inside. There's a, I don't care if you bark at the moon. Exactly. Good. Thank you. Great idea. I don't care if a cow cow jumps over the moon. (sighs) I'll, I'm gonna let you keep going, buddy. You. I don't care if they put a man on the moon. Oh man, do you believe they put a man on the moon? I don't care if you saw that movie from Sam Rockwell called Moon. <laughs> I think I'm done now. I am gonna put you out of your misery. <laughs> I, I think some of your complaints to this episode, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, is there's a lot of kind of heavy-handed, like almost story writing stuff that happens in this. And my mm-hmm. example is. During this walk and talk, they're literally like, so everyone's a suspect, right? Yep, everyone's a suspect. And they, they kind of like start laying the groundwork for who has the strongest case. I don't know. It, it, it's like we know everyone's a suspect. We haven't really ruled everyone out, even though Darby is telling everyone everything. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. There were just some times during this episode I could feel the story writing being like, hey guys, don't forget you're in an Agatha Christie novel and everyone's a suspect. Is that? No, you're right. I mean, I feel like they had right to the exposition dump when she was like Googling everybody and it gave us a bunch of like motives for a handful of characters. Now they're talking about how like Lou May, I guess Bill was her rival because his artificial insanity thing was attacking her smart cities, which I'd never really read into that or knew that was a thing. Uh, I guess the David character sees Lee as a distraction because... I guess when 
they had their kid. Andy is now like a father instead of just being Ugh, a tech the, genius. I mean, Seems is there like anything odd... worse than someone that wants to parent their kid instead of focusing on their career? Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. that's why podcast. We used to be a great country, really. I mean, sorry, my but kid's it... at the door. Let me shout at him to go away. Zoomer, be quiet. Um, but yeah, it's like I'm with oil. you. Like I think the. I... I don't know. I don't write shows. I don't know if this all works, but maybe doing more flashbacks of some of these other characters and understanding how they got here it would draw more suspicion to other suspects. Because otherwise, I don't I don't suspect these other people. Like, you can't just give me a throwaway line that says, oh, David wants to see Lee killed. Like, I, no. Like, I don't think David's the one behind this kind of deal. I think it's got to be our main players that we've we've seen and gotten more backstory from. Right. And even Sean, who I know this episode had her in more of, but she's been out of all the other ancillary characters. Like she was there at every dead body, yeah. <laughs> constantly pronouncing them dead. <laughs> yeah. I'm still, maybe they're all I'm alive. Still alive. <laughs> I'm still alive. I think I'll take a walk. And Sean's like, no, this guy's dead. Take him to the morgue. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You, you make a great point that, Unless the show like quickly starts giving us some of those other characters and some deeper backstory, I'm gonna feel cheated if they're the killers. It's kind of like classic. If, we get to, if we get to episode seven and it's like the chef that's been just harboring <laughs> a grudge against everyone the whole time. Yeah. Um, when Darby choked on that first uh, pumpkin seed or whatever it was, the chef just got super mad. Yes, yes, and he's been killing people the whole time. Chef Boyardee, I, just... I believe, is the character's <laughs> name. But this just goes back to like the general saying about like show don't tell like don't just tell me about these people's backstories like show me it like I think that just makes for better better storytelling right but we would like to reiterate still very much enjoying the show I just 100%. felt there were a yep. couple of times where I was like all right show I got it mm-hmm. we have some <laughs> some Morse coding. And this allows us to get some backstory on why both of their fathers taught them Morse code. Darby's father taught her Morse code. Sean's father taught her Morse code. He was a vet. It sounds like he killed himself in the garage. It's very sad. They do uh, have a moment here where, I mean, they're, they're you know, they're uh, becoming super tight, as the kids like to say. <laughs> uh, what... What I didn't really understand is they're like at a point where Rohan would have made the signaling and then Mm -hmm. out of nowhere, one of them goes, oh, I think we want to be over there. And it was like, wait, why? Why do you want to be over there? Give like and so then they just start going farther and farther away when the storm is coming in. And I was like, oh, where are we going? Why are we going? Is that supposed to be was Darby the one that suggested that saying like the return flashes that Rohan was getting? We're on that side. So that's what I we didn't catch go. it. I just, I, out of nowhere, they're like, let's go farther away from home when the storm's mm-hmm. coming in. I was like, okay, great. Stress me out a little bit more. Thanks, show. <laughs> Anyways, I'll stop nitpicking. Um, Darby, I think, brings up that Bill knew a secret. Mm-hmm. And this is important because a couple of times, Sean kind of circles back to this in terms of, Darby, do you know what the secret was? Which makes mm-hmm. you suspicious of Sean. And they make it to the water. They keep taking their helmets off, Tom. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, guys, guys, keep your helmets on because it's yeah. cold outside. Have you ever I had a cold nose? It's terrible. Have you ever had a cold ear and then someone hits it? The worst. <laughs> just the worst. Agreed. What do they discover on the shore, though? 
they get this this last chance, which we saw through the race googling last time. His boat, yeah, where he's been kind of hanging out off the grid, and it's some sort of it's kind of cool. I didn't really realize that these zodiacs can be just in these little like capsules. Sure, um, and he's just I guess hiding that in the water. I, I again don't want to be nitpicky about this, but I thought this was kind of funny where. They walk out into the snow, they walk up to the water, and like Darby actually says, There's nothing out here. And then immediately looks, Hey, there's something over here. I'm like, <laughs> Why? You didn't have to say that. Like, just walk over, see that post, and then go check it out. Right. I thought that was kind of, kind of silly writing. But I, sure. but I liked this extra mystery of, Do you think, is there somebody else on the boat with Rohan? And that was the one that signaled? I mean, I assume it has yeah. to be, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I, I think this is kind of like, honestly, it's funny. It's kind of like the Clive Owen um, where people can't have babies, where they're going to find the ship at the edge of the world in order mm-hmm. to... Um, Tom, help me out. Why am I not remembering the name? Children of Men. The Children of Men, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of like that. There is a boat offshore that's off-grid that is the savior. And so mm-hmm. there's got to be a crew. It's a giant ship. It's There's no way Rohan is crewing that thing on its own so i think that's who he is um signaling to and then mm-hmm. they make a point of saying oh the ship must have gone out to deeper waters because of the storm and the zodiac is there if rohan needs to get out and also he wasn't there to signal and so you know mm-hmm. who knows if the last chance just took off and now we've got a race to beat the storm. And what dies, Tom? Not a person, but a, say it together, <laughs> a snowmobile. Snowmobile. We did it. Again, classic, right? Like she's literally, I, I thought she was like trying to kill Darby in this scene. I, I thought she was like mm-hmm. purposefully making it stop so then she can like leave her back in the snow kind of a thing. Right. And they make a point of showing Darby like move and she tries Attempt to start it, it and mm-hmm. it doesn't start. And so. Listen, put me in a situation where it is. I mean, us being from Arizona, snow is just an exotic thing anyways. But put us in <laughs> on the edge of a snowstorm with a uh, snowmobile not working in spacesuits, and I'm in. I was stressed <laughs> out for all of them. Mm-hmm. But Sean's like, listen, we can walk. And I'd be like, okay, let's walk. And uh, honestly, Three minutes I- later, regret <laughs> Yeah. Uh, honestly, I probably would have just opened up the gas tank and just set it on fire and been like, "The this will keep us warm during the storm, and then you would have found me dead uh, probably 30 minutes later. But they find a Volvo by the guard shack, and mm-hmm. this is where it's revealed that Volvos are really easy to hack if you know how to get to the keypad that is, uh, I guess, Apparently hidden every Volvo. under the under the dashboard. It's pretty awesome, man. This is a great reveal. And again, like this wouldn't be as, I guess, impactful of a reveal if it didn't do like the music and then Darby can no longer look at her. She's staring out the window and is just super kind of afraid. I thought that was kind of funny. But then Sean has like a throwaway line where she says, oh, what? Like, I know how to do this with vehicles. So just like Ray's technology only works for heated or cold bathtubs, I guess her hacking skills are only for vehicles. Right, right. Anytime they're in a discussion, Sean pops in and she goes, does anyone need a vehicle operated or hacked? And they're like, no, we're, we're playing checkers. And she's like, okay. And then she just slips away and just mm-hmm. hovers in the background waiting for a car not to work. But 
Speaking of cars, what a car commercial. This like yeah. overhead shot, them driving through a blizzard. I was like, who? Honestly, Tom, if I had any type of money, credit, or I wasn't <laughs> um, deep in gambling debt, would have thought about buying a Volvo for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's a great car, right? It can withstand even the greatest of climate crises. I don't, I can't imagine this car would be not only warm the second that they get in it, uh, but also be able to work. Um, it, it seems silly. Because isn't yeah. it like just silly cold outside? Oh, the silliest, Tom. The <laughs> silliest. What's funny is uh, all this Volvo talk uh, this holiday weekend. I won't tell you which one. It's a, it's a holiday where we all give thanks. Um I was talking to my father-in-law about my first car, which was a Volvo, and the mm-hmm. amount of money I had to put into it. And he brought up um, the Saab, which I believe both are like Swedish. Oh, I hope I'm not wrong. I think they're both Swedish vehicles. And so there was a lot of Swedish vehicle conversation happening. And then a Volvo showed up in this episode. So it was great. It was just Can we, can we uh, acknowledge the way you say Volvo? Volvo? How do I... Volvo, Volvo? I said, I said you had like an extra L at the end. Volvo? It's exotic. I like it. I like the way you sell it. That's not it's a like, Volvo. Can you, say, can you say interrogate? Interrogate? There it is. Oh, I said take it for granite. And uh, <laughs> my brother-in-law was like, I'm sorry, granite? Like the stone? So, Tom, not a professional. Uh, I say a lot of words poorly. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. So Sean's kind of like driving a little bit reckless. I think Darby's trying to like tell her to, to slow down, which I think is very re- reasonable ask for her. With oh, black yeah. Black eyes and everything else. But like they get all these questions back and forth and talking about how Bill uncovered something. It's connected to Andy. They have the thing about the safe room. and Why is there suits. a safe like, why room? Does he have why do we have, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A lot of questions being asked in this Volvo. <laughs> So they also talk about Andy saying this whole bill about the climate change being sooner. So they're not, maybe he's not bringing these people here to just try to solve this in the next couple of years. He's like, it is happening. We need to try to figure out something now, um, which I thought was interesting. They do the whole bit about Sean being just a PR campaign with everything she's doing for space. And they're taking all the budget out for that to do his little crime climate uh, stuff. So sure. again, a lot of, a lot of, Big reveals, I think, about Andy and his motives and, and what's driving a lot of this this weekend uh, soiree. Sure. Let me let me pitch you something, just because mm-hmm. as you were talking. So we know the robot guy likes making big bug robots, okay? Mm-hmm. So this snowstorm that's coming in, maybe the snowstorm is being created by Andy in order to snow all these people in and then they do that thing where people go into like bomb shelters because they think it's a real nuclear bat blast and then they don't come out for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's several movies and shows. Um, blast from the Past? Yeah, Blast from the Past, Kimmy Schmidt. Um, wait, it wasn't Kimmy Schmidt. It was Kimmy something, the girl from The Office. Anyways, it doesn't matter. That's Kimmy um, Schmidt. Okay, so... What if he is trying to create this superstorm to convince these people that global warming, I'm sorry, climate change, um, global cooling or changing, I don't know, whichever one is happening at the time. So climate change is happening right now and the storm's coming after them. And season two is all these people coming out 
20 years later. The secret that Bill found out is that that's his plan to stick them in there for 20 years. Huh? What do we think? Pretty good, Listen, right? We promised people on the internet that we were going to make wrong predictions. And right there, buddy, you nailed it. That's a <sighs> terrible prediction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving the people what they want, apparently. <laughs> so, speaking of giving the people what they want, we got ourselves a car crash. And mm-hmm. didn't seem like anyone was real buckled up in this uh, Volvo. But when you're in a Volvo, do you have to wear seatbelts? The answer? Yes, you should wear seatbelts. Yeah. Uh, the way Darby kind of like opens up the car door after it rolls and just kind of plops out. I'm like, okay, well, she probably didn't have a seatbelt, but if she didn't have one, she probably would have flown around that car quite a bit more. Ooh. But I... I do, I love the way this was shot from a cinematography standpoint. Like, it didn't just have, like, a big bang and crash. Like, when that car crash actually happened, it zoomed out and does this big wide with the car just kind of spinning and flipping. It was, yeah, I think it was really, really cool and well shot. 10 out of 10, I think you I think you gave it for the mm-hmm. for the barrel rolls. So. Yeah, it's, it's like, I mean, this could be in the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh, man. When are we going to do those, Tom? When are we going to start at 1 and go all the way to... 21? We're going to do it backwards. We're going to wait till all 13 are out, or however many they make, and then we'll go backwards. Okay. Speaking of old people podcasting, I'm excited (laughs) for that. Let's go into the flashback. This flashback is, I mean, the show takes you from like a very stark, like terrible car crash in a blizzard to a very warm, we're Mm -hmm. waking up in the back of the car. It's young love. There's silver pins. And is this the autopsy? Well, let's get <laughs> That's maybe not the warmest <laughs> of things. So is this they, they wake up in the back of the car. They have this moment where they're like, I don't know. It's beautiful. And then we go to the uh, autopsy, right? Where we have yeah, Carmen I felt Perez I was... identified. I was a little bit lost about, I mean, I get that they're chasing down these these murders or whatever and these, these bodies. I, I feel like I was lost with some of these characters, like this Carmen Perez name. I feel like I haven't heard. I feel like this other lady that was there with them, I, they made it seem like I'm supposed to know who she was because she was kind of all buddy-buddy with them. Sue, um, Sue yeah, it I don't... felt like was just another Redditor and okay. this happened in her like town. And so she was the local connection gotcha, to the coroner okay. to be able to see the bodies. But I guess what I picked up from this is that every body they find in the evidence of it, they find a piece from the like previous kill or mm-hmm. murder victim. So mm-hmm. Carmen Perez is identified through dental records, but in her evidence bags is a silver ring that has the initials E. Bell, which I believe is the ring that led us in episode one to the body which is the murderer's wife, right? The serial yeah, killer's I think, wife? Yeah, that, that's as far as I got. Like, yeah, they got whatever piece that they're going to put in this evidence bag and then take with them to put it on that body under the stairs. Okay, got it, got it. And nothing else important happens during this time. When they leave the coroner's office and the three of them say goodbye, um, nothing important that will telegraph anything else in the episode happens. It's just three people talking, parting mm-hmm. ways, and walking to their, their car, right? Yep, absolutely. You know, just walking outside. Guy might have had allergies. He sneezed. No no real reason why he sneezed, which people just do. People sneeze. Um, he achewed. He, he, he achewed. He does this whole big thing about why he achews. Uh, 
which is okay, cool, fine. But like the, as he's saying it, you're like, oh, okay, so this is a thing. I've got to look out for this now. Or it was just, I don't know, it was too weird of a breadcrumb. And the fact that maybe if you did this like in the first episode, I could kind of be like, okay, that's kind of weird and then pay it off. But to pay it off, I feel like not 20 minutes later, 10 minutes later in showtime, I thought was a bit kind of sure. Now, mm, okay, I, I would like to talk about I would like to talk about two things. Mm-hmm. One is this real in like your and I's world? Does this actually exist? And did they have to make the syndrome the acron- acronym a chew? Autosomal dominant compelling hydropathomic outburst? Yeah, they had to make it a chew. <laughs> I'm <laughs> impressed. Are. I'm impressed. Is it real? Is this a thing? I didn't look it up, but if it has an acronym, it's got to be real. Okay. Okay. My second question, and this is going to be digging deep, so hang with me here for a second. I got you, Adele. Tom, thank you. We will roll in the deep. Do you remember (laughs) the movie starring one Justin Timberlake and uh, Mila Kunis called Friends with Benefits? I do recall this. I feel like we brought this up on pod before. Okay. He sneezes at a certain moment, or mm. we'll just say right after a certain moment. Mm-hmm. Would it have been funnier if... <laughs> Uh-oh. Keep going. Oh, no. I've painted myself into a corner. Go oh, on. no. I don't if, want you to go on. Never mind. If Bill had the same... All right, let's move. Let's go. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone involved. All right. But mainly uh, Justin Timberlake. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't feel bad for Justin Timberlake. So, no, I don't either. Although I did see the new Trolls movie and it was kind of meh. <laughs> okay, good. It's a different <laughs> podcast. I have a five-year-old son as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, hotel crashing. This method of hotel crashing would not work. I just... It wouldn't work. The people were checking out of the hotel. How does this work, yeah. Tom? It doesn't you all check work. check out. I mean, I don't know. You could argue it's a little podunk motel that maybe wouldn't know. They kind of do the little added thing where the guy uh, in the front desk is like on the phone, so he's like half paying attention. So, I, again, I, I don't know. I thought it was a bit silly, but it's fine. They got him into the room. Is This this isn't the same room, or is it the same room that we saw from the first episode? This is where they crashed? I believe like He's going to so. be in the bath later or whatever. I don't get the sense that they spend a lot of time in hotels, so okay. I would think that this is the this is the same one. Okay. Um, leads to some important conversations, um, like do you want kids, and always a good icebreaker, I guess. What I thought was strange is they have this moment where he says, "I I want like seven of them," and it's kind of a joke. But he's like, one time my Mom went to see a Faye Winters, and she prophesied that I would have one kid after sleeping with that person one time. I was like, all right, this is weird. Thank you, yeah, show. Like, exactly what Lee kind of said earlier, how they had like hooked up once. It was just too on the nose. And I don't know, maybe we just, because we podcast this and we read more into these shows maybe than the average viewer they have to add all these extra little breadcrumbs but i thought this was just way too much like give your audience a little bit more credit well also this is like okay so in this world tom i'm about to say something controversial in this world (laughs) psychics are real and they have some sort of 
prophesying power. Hey, we're in lasso, my friend. I don't know. I only believe in I only believe in prophets when they're right. I guess is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Uh, after That's the fair. fact, when they're like, I predicted <laughs> this after it already happened. Those are yeah. my favorite prophets. Mm-hmm. Mostly around election time. Anyways. Um, <laughs> We find out that the iPod that has all of these songs are it's Darby's, (laughs) Darby's, (laughs) Darby's mom's iPod, and that her Mm -hmm. mother left them. And this is why, where while Darby is drinking all of all the Millers are going to get a bill that they're not going to be happy with. That's for Mm. sure. That's very true. But I think this is the first we found out that I guess she's kind of estranged from her mom and her mom knows where she is but darby is not actively like looking for her did we know that from like the first episode do they do any backstory there or is this no the first time we're hearing but i think it? the context clues of this girl is with her father at work a lot i yeah. think is kind of this wasn't a surprise to me but okay. it's interesting that she wasn't deceased she left mm-hmm. which i think are both traumatic but traumatic in different ways yeah agreed The ring belonged, this is Darby is talking about the silver ring they found, and she's like, listen, it probably belonged to the first victim. (laughs) Bill very rightly is like, hey, this was a lot today. Can we not? Uh, Which (laughs) leads to Darby drinking a lot and trying to stir up some romance and Bill politely declining. I thought this was, I don't know. You don't get a lot of modern love stories that hit. I thought this was very interesting in terms Mm -hmm. of interesting is the wrong word i liked what they did here like it paints bill into a light where um you know he's very considerate and he doesn't want to take advantage Mm -hmm. the show does a great job of when she wakes up she gets the sense that he's left like she's right embarrassed herself and he's gone but nope he comes back with not a diet mountain dew and coffee but a coke and coffee (laughs) Which um, I like that too, right? Like, yeah, the fact yeah, that, that she knows or he knows how she takes her coffee, which is fun with Coke instead of sugar. Right, 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 right. And so uh, we have a, a very long, sweet moment between two characters. So mm-hmm. long and um, a lot of bangs. And by bangs, I mean haircuts. Uh, that's, <laughs> I just want to clarify. And so, yeah, I don't have much more to say other than it was sweet. Yeah, I think we just established that uh, Bill is more of a morning cuddler as opposed to an evening cuddler. Sure, sure, Mm -hmm. sure, sure. We're back to the present, Tom. And who's being dragged out of the snow on a really sweet sled? Kind of looked like fun. I was kind of like, maybe she's faking that injury just to get (laughs) a sweet sled ride. But it's one Darby being carried Mm -hmm. by one Sean. Yes, and then she kind of wakes up on the bed, and you know apparently she's in concussion protocol here, so it's a five-step evaluation process before she can do any more hacking. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Classic. Just like the NFL. I, she's like, oh, at one point, Lee is like, oh, I'm here to keep you from sleeping, and I was like, she's been sleeping a lot. How much <laughs> sleeping is she allowed to do and not being allowed to do? Right. All of that does not matter. What is very important here is that, uh, Tom... 
<laughs> I don't like nitpicking, but I felt like this one was beyond the pale. Sean is trapped in a helmet and they can't get her out of it and she's going to suffocate if they don't trake her. Listen, this is the best. insane. <laughs> There's no way a seal on your neck. I know he's like, oh, it's chemically sealed. I was like, there's rubber there. Cut the rubber before you cut the throat. What is happening here? (laughs) Impenetrable rubber. Like, the the sequence of events of trying to get this helmet off are fantastic. You can't write this any better. First, he's like, okay, this is a secret fancy suit. Let me get my computer. Let me plug it in. Let me hack into it. Hack doesn't work. All right, what do we got next? We've got a drill. Drill, baby, drill. Get in there. Go for it. Uh oh, that didn't work. What do we got? I got a rock. Brady just slam it on your face. <laughs> Only one time. He doesn't repeatedly hit her in the face. He does it once and he's like, oh, that's impossible. I bet it hurt his hand and he was like, oh, oh I'm not yeah. doing this. Yeah. <laughs> this I'm, not gonna, hurt. I'm not going to hurt a digit over this. It was uh, oh. I mean, I, 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 again, I agree with you. Kind of goofy. I like where it kind of ends with the idea of like a tracheotomy. It's just like the most like, I mean, just saying that and and sensing what had to happen and then her taking that breath. It's incredibly dramatic. But yeah, I mean, for this to be the the, the thing that's going to take out this amazing astronaut woman, like it, it seemed a bit much. So my question to you is, and this is where I thought, okay, so is Sean good or bad? Is Sean in on it or out of it? So in order to, because every other episode, someone's died, right? Someone mm-hmm. that was part of the group has died, or I guess not every episode, but um, yeah. the, so you think Sean, like the way this was going down, I was like, oh, they're going to kill Sean. So each episode, mm-hmm. more people are going to die. She's saved in this one. She's saved by a drastic measure, but is this, she is... How do I put this? Is this a con where she is bad and this is just like showing the lengths in which they will go to try and get her on Darby's side because Darby was suspicious of her when she started hacking? Like, or was this legit and they really couldn't get her out of a motorcycle (laughs) helmet and they had to cut her throat open? Like, what? where did you land in terms of was this performative or was this real? I feel like this is too far to be performative. And I do see, like, the way this was shot and the way Clive Owen acted it, like, Andy seemed incredibly, like, frightened and scared for her. And, like, they have a relationship. They're close and wanted to save her here. Um, But, yeah, I don't don't know exactly what to take it. I do appreciate how the rest of this series and this show, it's going to be with her with a pen in her throat and then with a helmet on for the rest of the series. Sure, 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 (laughs) sure, sure, sure. Oh no! And one of those in the background, one of those voice things, one of those Mm -hmm. voice things that she has to hold to her. Anyways, all right, that's real dark. So that's fun. Uh, It's important to point out that Ava is a doctor, and she keeps trying to give Darby morphine, and Darby's like, Mm -hmm. "Nope, don't want any of that." Mm -hmm. Uh, We wake up with Darby, and who's checking her out? But one recently. Board rejected, no longer a medical doctor, Zoomer, because of the amount of patients that have died under his watch. Get this, get this ex-doctor away from all of the patients, please. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's a what doctor if- in quotes. <laughs> He's a doctor. If you went to yeah. uh, Dr. Zoomer's office, how long would you hang out when they were like, oh, Dr. Zoomer will see you soon? 
you'd be like, I'm sorry, excuse me, what is his name? And they're like, Dr. Zoomer. And you're like, <laughs> I will be departing from this office. Listen, I don't care what my doctor's name and I, name is. I will go see Doogie Hauser. But like, at least Doogie Hauser was what, like 15, 16? This kid is five. I'm not trusting him. Oh, man. Okay. I okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Coming in hot. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but he does, like, Darby does this thing about, like, how long I've been asleep, which I think is interesting. I would assume it's not too long, like, because I would assume they want to keep with this whole 48 hours, 72 hours, no police being there. Right. But she said what, she what's keeps, your sense? She said she keeps having to wake her up because of the concussion. So I'm uh-huh. I'm only assuming a couple of hours. Okay, okay. And that's the end of the episode. Nothing else important mm-hmm. happens, right? That's it. No, yeah. no characters. Episode five. Uh, open windows and stand in sunlight and things happen where you're like, okay, show. Okay. <laughs> okay. Add chew. So Zoomer sneezes in the light. I think you were the first one to point out that Zoomer might be Bill's son. So I'll give you that credit. Uh, but this is confirmation, right? There's no way two people sneeze. I mean, coincidentally. <laughs> Are you now it's going to be suspicious of everyone that sneezes around you? <laughs> Are you my son? Are I'm you my gonna, mother? I'm gonna, next time we're at like a, I don't know, we'll say Christmas party. And if two people sneeze, I'm just going to be like, are you two having an affair? That's that's where I'm going to start going. I'm going to start stirring hornet's nests just based on a choose. So, is this the secret? Is this ultimately Bill's secret that he that he found out? It's got to be bigger than this, right? I would tend to agree. I, I feel like he's there. He says in the beginning, right? He's there for Lee. And I think if they have a kid together, then there's probably more to certainly their relationship. I, I think Bill knows this is his kid. And maybe there's something else going on with... Again, I feel like it has to roll back into the technology. Are they manipulating this kid with ai is he some sort of like experiment that they're messing around with and that's what kind of bill found out oh, and maybe okay. he was working with rohan to try to get the kid out of there maybe that's why they were trying to take him to the the last chance on the boat and that's what he was signaling like maybe that's their whole plan is try to get the kid out of the arms of andy i i don't i don't know but i i still feel like i liked what you talked about earlier of lee being more of an antagonist versus a protagonist and and maybe she's doing some shady stuff in the background. So I'm not sure, but I'm hoping there's more to that mystery. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I feel that the conspiracy of Bill and Rohan and the last chance being anchored offshore. I don't know if that has to do with zoomer or something else. I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess that it's simplest. They're trying to take the kid away from this environment, and maybe Lee doesn't want that to happen. Could it be that simple? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I was trying to remember. Like Rohan says something when she brings up his signaling, and he's like, "I would never hurt that boy." Or he says something about mm-hmm. a boy, but I, I assumed it was towards. Bill, he he calls Bill boy instead of. It's not. Like That's actually an interesting Zoomer. point. Yeah, I don't know if because all Darby did at that point was repeat like one down, still a go kind of thing. Um, I don't know if she did mention Bill's specifically. So maybe he is. Maybe that's like a misdirect. He is actually talking about Zoomer and not not Bill. I don't. When he don't calls know. him, when he says boy, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um. So, have any of your theories changed in terms of, like, 
antagonist? Are we still thinking that Lee is on the dark side? We don't have a lot of Andy in this episode. Do we have? We don't have much. No, Andy at I mean all, Andy comes in, in at the end. Like Ray was down because the internet was down. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Again, I like. I liked expanding on the mystery a little bit. I thought the storytelling was a little bit wonky at times, but I'm still in. Like I, I love what they're kind of doing. I still think it's it's a fun mystery. But with only what well, we got three more episodes left, I'm hoping they give us a little bit more to kind of round about some of these characters, so we do have more suspicions on others. Because it didn't to me, it didn't grow any of the suspicion outside of just saying, okay, Lee is. Uh, uh, Lee's kid is with Bill. Like that's okay. kind of all this episode told me. Let me ask you this then, because this was really a Sean episode. Do you think Sean is good or bad? Sean, I'm still gonna lean. I'm gonna lean towards a good. The yeah. way the show set it out, I yeah. don't think you're gonna tracheotomy a character and then make him evil. Yep. Although no, they did do that in that movie Red Eye with Cillian Murphy. Right. 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 Yeah, I agree. I think, and I think some stuff comes out during that conversation where she's like, listen, the space program is no longer. He's funneling all this money. Mm-hmm. I think there's some truth being told there that, yeah. So I think she is on the side of good. And I'm interested to see where we go for, oops, episode five. <laughs> um, Tom. I don't have anything else to say about this episode other than much like you, I enjoyed it. And the nitpicks are small nitpicks, just Mm -hmm. fun nitpicks where people are sneezing. And that is proof of parenthood. (laughs) What if courts use that? They're like, uh, all right, well, we're going to let you stand in the sunlight. And if you and your child both sneeze, then you are the father. That's what they used to do on Maury. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it used to be the envelopes but later seasons they just started pulling out a curtain but then too many vampires got melted oh man i had the same thought tom oh man that one episode where that vampire died and maury they kicked him off the air oh incredible all right uh, we appreciate those of you that have joined us uh, we love to hear from you if you have theories if there's stuff we missed you can reach us at team at gmail.com we do like to hear from you um tom will touch on the other stuff uh t-shirts at t public it's the holidays tom and i need money um <laughs> And you guys need gifts, so mm-hmm. buy a Team Binge t-shirt, and actually, you know what? Send it to us. We'd love a Team Binge t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, Way too expensive ourselves. for us to buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, Tom, what'd I miss? Uh, yeah, follow us on socials, Twitter, Instagram, at Team Binge, or at Team Binge Podcast. If you do want to give Julie and I a gift, you don't have to get a shirt. Just please go on and rate and review us on an Apple Podcast or a podcast of your choice. And if you're having fun um, and enjoying this show, let your friends know. Um, again, this is a fun show to kind of chat through with the community audience online. I do enjoy a show that, you know, we're called Team Binge, but I like a show that I can episodically watch on a weekly basis and then chat through it. So let us know what you're thinking because we're all kind of caught up at this point and uh, we'll solve this murder together. Or we won't. And yeah, we won't. the murderer will get away scot-free because half of all of the 40,000 mysterious deaths are never solved. That's what mm-hmm. I learned in episode one. So Wait, leave us on a high note. With that, <laughs> I will say I have been Julian. And I have been... <laughs> I have been Gumshoe Tom. Good night, everybody.